This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and your organization to the next level. The format for our conversations here on DMOU is elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Destination Analysts, a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. They not only assist their clients with the interpretation of research results, but the architecture and execution of strategy based on that research. You can find more at destinationanalysts.com. And now onto our show, our guest today, Don Kaysen and Eric Woolridge. Don is the executive director of the Rutherford County Tourism Development Authority in North Carolina. He has over 20 years of tourism and economic development experience, including over 10 years in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and eight years in Jefferson County, Tennessee, as a property owner and an executive of the Chamber of Commerce. He was instrumental in strategic planning and capital campaigns in both communities. Don is a proponent in focusing on the future and bringing people together to create an atmosphere to work collaboratively to accomplish goals. Under his direction, the Rutherford County Tourism Development Authority is currently working on a countywide tourism strategic plan. This plan will focus on Rutherford County's tourism asset developments for the future. And when Don's not working at the TDA, he enjoys spending time with his wife, Kim, to whom he's been married for 41 years. Eric Woolridge has worked in planning and economic development for more than 20 years, and during his career has assisted more than 200 local government jurisdictions in the fields of land use planning, tourism, place-based economic development, open space and greenway planning, downtown revitalization, and place branding. As the Director of Planning and Business Development for Destination by Design, he applies his passion to help create compelling plans and places through consensus building among elected officials, local leaders, citizens, and developers. Don, Eric, welcome to DMOU. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Great to have you both on and love the story. You know, we had spent some time, you know, kind of crafting this episode, and we really are excited to share this with our listeners. You know, as the art and science of destination marketing continues to evolve, we're increasingly discussing our sector's role in placemaking, which is, you know, when I got into this business gazillion years ago, you know, we played the hand we were dealt. We were not advocating for the next cool thing. And today we really are. Typically, this is taking the uh, position that the DMO is an advocate in the encouragement of government and private sector and upgrading and building new infrastructure. But in the case of Rutherford County, North Carolina, the DMO is actually the client. So Don, I want to start with you. You said that the option of doing nothing is not an option. We're going to do something. So in fact, that was actually one of the conditions that you laid down before you took the job in 2016. So share with us the background behind taking the lead in placemaking for Rutherford County. Yes. Uh, thanks for that question. And Bill, back in 2016, my wife and I, um, well, really it was 2014, my wife and I moved to uh, Rutherford County. We bought a business there in Chimney Rock, North Carolina and bought a business. And my prior experience was in economic development and tourism in my two previous communities, as you've already mentioned. But when we moved to Rutherford County, we were going to focus on our own business and uh, work on that. Well, when I was here, the 
local TDA board approached me and wanted me to serve on the TDA board. They knew all about my background with economic development tourism, and they had a spot open on the board. So I was, you know, more than willing to serve and started out as a, a, a board member. And from there, our executive director of the TDA uh, found another job and was going to move on. Well, as a board member with background, they were looking for, they needed an interim to fill that spot. So what I did was I stepped in and and uh, they asked me to serve as their interim director. And I was more than glad to do that since my background had warranted that. So I did that. Well, after a couple of months of searching, they came back to me and said, Don, would you consider taking the job full time? <laughs> well, I'd been here yeah. almost a year by that time in the area and had noticed some things throughout the community and throughout the county that needed some improvements. And I asked the board, I said, well, I would consider the position full time if you consider as a board to focus on our county and where we want to be in the next 20 years. What does tourism look like in Rutherford County over the next 20 years? I said, if you can answer that question and if you can put asset development plan together for the future and be willing to do that, then I'll consider uh, taking it full time. Well, we now have a countywide asset plan and we are working on implementing it. So we stayed you know, focused on that. So uh, that's where we are. One hurdle that we had to overcome, um, a number of board members said, Don, we've always focused in the past. We've done plans, but they just never go anywhere. And I said, well, Tell me a little bit about why they don't go anywhere. And their comment was, yeah. well, we always put them on the shelf. We lose interest. And I said, well, in this plan, the option of doing nothing is not an option. We are going to do something. And we're, when we craft the plan, we're going to craft how we're going to implement it. So that's basically where the saying comes from. The option of doing nothing is not an option. Right. Because we were going to do something. And this community bought into that concept. And it's worked very well. And Destination by Design has been a very big player in helping us line out what that plan needed to be. But I'm just excited about where Rutherford County is now and where we're going for the future with our destination management organization. Yeah. And you bring up a great point that so many of these plans do end up on the shelf. What is it different with your plan that actually has implementation as its primary goal? I mean, is that part of Destination by Design's involvement? I mean, do they keep the train moving forward? Or is there something that you've done with this plan that compels you to take it off the shelf, to keep it front and center, and to keep moving? Well, what we did from the outset, and again, Destination by Design helped us organize that, but my background on planning and organizing and funding there's a saying that says those who write the plan will help underwrite it. Okay. So what we did from the start was we did a countywide plan and did a real high overview. The TDA paid for all that funding up front, but we were able to get a few of the towns, the mayors, and a few of their stakeholders to get a little bit involved. Well, we did such a good high-level overview of what a potential plan could be that each town, now keep in mind, we got seven municipalities mm -hmm. in our county, yep. and all seven municipalities said, hey, we want to know a little bit more about what just our community can be. 
So we form steering committee members that are made up of one or two councilmen, the mayor, the town manager, and then some key stakeholders. So all seven municipalities have a steering committee that has skin in the game and a vision. So each town wrote their own asset development plan for the future. And I'm not talking about just two or three years. It's laid out where it was going to be the next 20 years. My goal was to get everything done in 10 years, but we had a 20-year plan and we're working on that. So again, as we were designing what we wanted in the plan, we didn't just plan and wish. We had to think about now what do we got to do to come up with the funding? How are we going to fund this? What are the funding mechanisms that we can put in place to actually make this plan become a reality? Because it's not going on a shelf. Yeah. And the plan itself is spectacular, and we would encourage everybody to go and take a look at that plan online. But Eric, I want to bring you into this. How much of the work that Destination by Design is doing to create this plan keeps it moving forward? I get the whole concept of having all of these subcommittees and people buying in, and those who are investing have skin in the game. But where does involving an organization like yours keep the ball in play. One thing that's somewhat unique about Rutherford County walking into the hornet's nest, if you will, somewhat <laughs> when Don and I started working together back in 2016, you know, the planning effort took from 2016 to 2018 and we've done phase one implementation, working on phase two implementation. We're working on a planning update right now. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we quickly observed is Don just mentioned there's seven municipalities, a county government, and there's one part of the county that's based on, you know, it's Lake Lord, Chimney Rock, state parks. It's very tourism oriented, quality life oriented. The other part of the county is old textile, historic main streets. You know, you have, you've got the 13, 14 mile thermal belt rail trail that now goes and connects a lot of the historic downtowns there. But historically, those two parts of the county were never really on the same page. Anyone that you talk to regarding this plan will still admit it. Like there was a time when those different groups would not even want to get into the room together. The relationships weren't there. No one was working on a countywide type of vision um, because everyone wanted to kind of stay in their own silo in their own part of the county. So I still don't even understand all the dynamics of that history, right? Like you can't even be imparted that unless you're there and so forth. But what the TDA did, the Tourism Government Authority did underneath Don's leadership is take the Oxfeed tax, you know, being one third of that Oxfeed tax could be dedicated towards capital improvements and capital projects. Mm -hmm. And through this whole process, Rutherford Bound, which is the name of the planning document, essentially dangled a carrot and said, we're going to put this one third of capital dollars that can be, doesn't have to be, but can be spent on capital projects. We're going to reinvest that back into the communities there, provided that you all work together, get on the same page, and we come up with a vision of where we're going to go over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and so forth. So a combination of kind of classic planning techniques, which Don mentioned, you know, we're pulling everyone together, we're creating steering committees, we're building this ownership, if you will, in the planning process. And then the other piece is using the financial carrot of Oxfam tax and the capital dollars to motivate and to leverage relationships and leverage other dollars and grant funds to make these projects a reality. And I think it's a great point. One of the fears we hear often from DMO boards and CEOs is if 
we develop a vision plan, then people are going to look at us and say, okay, then you're on the hook for funding it. And then that cuts into the often limited resources that are needed for sales and marketing. So as you said, up to a third of room tax can be used to fire up destination asset development. What I heard from you in the scoping call is that it's not the TDA's intent to expend all of their money doing this, but to leverage it. So is that what I'm hearing from you is that there's a carrot here of up to a third of our money can go into a project, which is not enough for destination defining or destination changing development, but you're using it to leverage up against other revenues, both private and public, I would think, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And Bill, I've got a little bit of a breakdown. And basically what we did is we took our TDA, obviously one-third dollars and divided among the communities. And the communities voted unanimously to divide it up equally. So we took that much money per year. And when we were doing the planning process, all of the communities knew they would have that to start with. It took that carrot and that potential hope that they knew they had some money. And that's where we're going to do something. Well, they knew they had at least one third of the oxy tax to start with. But the catch to that carrot was we then told each municipality that you have to match that money. You have to, on an annual basis, put together in your capital budget, yeah. you have to match that at a minimum dollar amount. And then we allowed each community to roll over the funds for years to, if they needed that, to do a project. But then they were also going to be focusing on grants and everything else, and then also private funding. So to give you a recap, where we are, Rutherford County, in the last two and a half to three years of our implementation process, the TDA has put almost $1.6 million into the kitty for this asset development. The county governments and municipalities have put in $3.2 million. Wow. And then we've gotten almost $3.5 million in grants and private donations of almost a half a million for a total of almost $9 million of capital improvement investments into Rutherford County, our community. And every one of these assets are, you know, the citizens were involved, but every one of these assets are quality of life issues and product for the citizens that live here. So that's where we came up with the concept. When you build a better place to live, work, and play, you build a place people want to visit. But in three years, we have $9 million of capital assets working for us. So we're on track. We have a $30 million asset development plan that I want to get done in 10 years. Well, we're on track to get that done in 10 years. But we got a lot of things to happen, but the thing's starting to roll, and we're just feeling really good. But keep in mind, this is a Tier 1 community in the state of North Carolina that has put in this together. And again, we've had a lot of help. The municipalities have bought in all of, and the county government, all of their elected officials have bought into it, supported the plan. We've had the councils approve the funding for it. My TDA board has been gun-ho driving forward and Destination by Design has been very helpful in helping us drive that train and continue to evaluate and bring on new projects. So. You know, again, I've mentioned 10 years. We hope this is a lifetime of projects for the, the betterment of Rutherford County as a as a becoming a destination place for future travelers. It sounds to me as if that carrot 
you, know, you have municipalities within Rutherford County that may not really understand the visitor economy. How much of this partnership that you're generating and these match dollars are because they see this as, as you said, quality of life for residents more than the visitor economy and the visitor magnet? Is it a, you know, we're doing this for, for both reasons, or do you have municipalities that are seeing the opportunity to make this a quality of life for resident thing, and we're taking advantage of it for the visitor economy? I think it's a combination of both. Basically, okay. the TDA, everybody was, all the different municipalities pretty much knew what the role of TDA was, and that was to market and promote Rutherford County as a place to come visit. So they understood that. But when we reached out to the communities in a group setting and then started talking to them individually, the education became when we could say, hey, the TDA wants to assist each municipality with their vision to create future products and assets for their future. Yeah. But the spin was it has to be product that is tourist-related uh, expenditures, meaning it has to be tourism-related, meaning hiking trails, biking trails, main streets. The state of North Carolina focuses heavily on bringing people to our downtown main streets. So we looked at that. So as we were able to uh, make sure the steering committees and the citizens understood this was the type of product that we were talking about, then they could buy into it. And then they started visioning what they wanted. And all of those products, again, fell into, you know, we've got Kiwanis Park, we've got amphitheaters, there's just a number of things where all the local citizens are able to buy into that and they could see that, yeah, it's our quality of life, it helps with workforce recruitment, our business and industry is taking a look at this plan and going, hey, yep. this is providing projects and quality of life for my work industry, my workforce is now able to take advantage of this, this will help me with recruiting, this raises the value and the assets of Rutherford County. Um, it's just, it's all good for everybody. Oh, and by the way, when the visitors come here, they get to enjoy all those amenities and they get to feel good about seeing good product and good tourism assets to come in and be a part of. So again, when you build a better place to live, work and play, you build a place people want to visit. So when people come here and visit and see us investing in ourselves, they're going to come and want to visit. But hey, next thing you know, they may want to come here and live someday and open up a business. So we've, we're seeing all kinds yeah. of positive things going on in our community, and it's just pretty exciting to be a part of it. Yeah, and I think that you've hit upon something that some of us have gotten our hands and our heads around, but probably not enough of us. And that is, as I said, you know, we look at the world through a visitor economy I things we want to build, the things we want to create, the things we want to enhance in our communities. We're thinking at it from a visitor standpoint, but that's maybe why we don't get as much traction is because we're not speaking to the community and to our residents as saying, we're going to build this for you. And oh, by the way, we're going to build it in such a way that visitors are coming to. So the visitors is actually the value add to them. I mean, it's where we're going. It's what we want. But if we position it correctly, then it, it works for both of us. And so with our third question, I want to swing over to Eric and let you take lead on this. The TDA engaged you to build out a tourism development master plan. And at 244 pages, there is a lot of moving parts 
and a lot of partners that are required for this to happen. So walk us through what making a plan like this come to life entails. So a big part of the plan, of course, is putting together a very comprehensive asset inventory and making sure that we have a strong foundation that lays out the various assets and show a commitment to everyone who's working hard to make Rutherford County a great place and get them in the document, especially this first uh, more comprehensive document as well. Right. And, you know, piggybacking on what the conversation you are just now having is, you know, we're looking at the intersection of tourism and other things that are trying to come about in the community. So where does tourism intersect with different environmental groups that are doing things? Maybe it has to do with paddle trails. or Maybe we look at tourism and how it intersects with the Main Street folks and what's the intersection there or parks and recreation or the public health community or active living community. You start trying to find these intersections. Um, So that you're just not picking like random tourism projects out of the air, but you're trying to build upon local energy and efforts that are already happening, but then finding out, oh, how can we pull a tourism product out of this other initiative? And then suddenly you have a partner and you have someone that you're working in tandem with to make something happen. And so the document's trying to articulate all of that and pull all of that together. And, you know, once we do the inventory and we highlight a lot of the public engagement We do something called the plan framework that essentially identifies how is this document going to be organized, how we're going to talk about projects, how we're going to talk about our recommendations. And for Rutherford County, we created an organizational structure that, you know, we created these these tourism regions. We created tourism districts that were inside the regions and then inside the districts, we created tourism enhancement areas, which are very specific project areas that we were going to implement. And so the document articulates each of those at each level. And then lastly, you know, our entire design engineering um, landscape architecture team, we brought them in after the planning team had done a a lot of work and our branding and marketing team had done a lot of work. And then we brought all these projects to life. So we said, all right, if we created a new visitor center on Lake Laura, boom, this is what it would look like. We created a new park over here. This is a schematic of that. We want to redo these streetscapes. We redrew all of those streetscapes to actually show the community what they're looking at. So in a community like Rutherford that has many municipalities, that turned into a pretty thick document real quickly. I mean, it's really like multiple mini plans into one plan that's driven through the leadership of the tourism agency. And I would say that only a tourism agency that kind of transcends the political boundaries could pull off something quite like that. And it's a message I take to a lot of our tourism clients. It's like, you all have a unique role and opportunity here to bring everyone together. And that's what Rutherford Bound and and Don and his team have done. You know, as you can imagine, I see countless plans for destination development, master plans, vision plans. And I was really taken with yours. Uh, And I think that maybe there's something in the water here. And that is, is I see a lot of plans that are a lot of words. They're pretty words. They are exciting words, but there's no picture, right? And when you bring in, you know, your, your design team, your landscape architecture team and all of that, and you can actually give me an image that I can say, wow, I mean, that crappy corner over there could look like this. I think that there's something there. You know, I was involved 
with the campaign to build the Monona Terrace Convention Center in Madison, Wisconsin. And the guy that was really the, the brains behind the operation of advancing the concept to the community to get them to buy in was adamant that we had to have a scale model, which was not inexpensive, and a lot of renderings because he said people are not going to see the vision of an old Frank Lloyd Wright building until they can see it in place. How important do you think that step is, as much as it obviously adds cost to any vision or master plan, how important is it to let people see what it's going to look like? The visualization of what their projects and vision could be and actually being able to see it was the make or break process. Basically, they knew the TDA would have some money to put in, but you could watch the room and you can watch the vision and the input when, when what they were visioning and wanted to say they wanted to happen could come to life and they could see it. Yeah, That was the motivating factor that kept everybody focused and helping to go out there. So by Destination by Design, being able to show what it could like in the future with some effort and time and knowing we had a process that could get us there, that was the difference in success, yeah. not succeeding. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And it's something that we build into every planning process like this that we do for tourism development authorities and tourism agencies. And it, it's what we call civic master planning. And we, we, you know, for Rutherford County or kind of a typical, you know, say 100,000 population type of county, we might have a budget line item of like 50 to $70,000 that's underneath civic master planning alone. So that line item is negotiated with the client once different projects have been identified. So it could be, we want to do more, we want to do less. Usually we identify more projects that we could, I would even recommend in us doing conceptual design for, but that's what we did here is, man, I think Don, gosh, we, we actually went back to the well on this because the communities wanted a ton of master planning work. I don't know what the number was here, but this, it was a lot more than that. Like I said, it's like five or six mini plans in one big document underneath the Rutherford bound umbrella. It's crucial. And when we talk about it inside of our office, we talk about internal communication, right? The, the Rutherford bound document communicates internally to Rutherford County and the TDA and yeah. its partners about what their vision is, where they're trying to go, how they're going to get there, who's responsible, et cetera. But it also has to serve as an external communication document. So how do we tell the grant funding partners at, at the local elected state federal level, what exactly we're going to do. And if we've done our job correctly, we've built consensus in the community and we have created a compelling vision, not through just word, mm -hmm. but through visualization that changes the landscape for winning grants and changes the landscape for bringing in private partners that all of a sudden yeah. want to invest and participate in the project. That's great. Absolutely. Well, congratulations. We will make sure that we put links to those um, documents and plans uh, into the description of this episode, because as I said, I was really taken by the work that both of you have done and, and your teams. We got to get to your bonus round questions. And both of you have selected the category. I feel like I'm in jeopardy. You've selected sports. <laughs> so Eric, let's start with you. Your bonus round question centers around ultimate Frisbee. So tell us your story. 
Well, I started playing ultimate frisbee when I was in college. Um, you know, I, I played a little disc golf back in high school, and then I had met some people that played ultimate, which is basically a, you know, a seventy-yard field with twenty-yard end zones, and yeah, you just—it's a game of sprinting and cutting. And then just developed a huge passion for the game and played it for the last twenty or so years. It culminated my career with. Um, winning two world championships with a master's team based in Raleigh. And we also won a national championship as well here in the U.S. It took me all over the world, met hundreds and hundreds of people from all over. Very cool. Playing that game. And who knew, right? Yeah. Who knew? Your parents say, okay, what are you going to do with your life? Well, I'm going to travel the world and throw a Frisbee around. And they're going to go, no. <laughs> and yet it worked. <laughs> yeah. It, it did work. So. so cool. And so, Don, yours is in baseball. Yeah, when I, growing up from Little League, being eight years old to uh, all the way through college, I had dreamed and aspirations of being a uh, Major League Baseball player. Yeah. I did very well in Little League Baseball. I've got uh, stolen base records and batting average records all in my high school and my uh, college. And uh, was well on my way. Well, then, uh, lo and behold, my junior year in college, um, my the last game of the year in the playoff game, I blew out my knee running down to first base and went down with injury, had surgery and stuff over the summer. And um, my next year, my senior year, came back. I was a little bit slower, had fewer base stolen base records, and my batting average dropped because of some of those uh, ground outs that I couldn't beat out. Basically ended my baseball career, and I went on to play softball competitively, but never made the Major League Baseball. But I'm now doing tourism and economic development, and I love it. So, But I think my baseball career and focus on succeeding and doing well has helped me very much in my current career path in tourism. Yeah, and I think it does. And you know, for those that are young enough and listening, I think that there's something about athletics, competition, sport. You know, uh, Cleo Battle, uh, the CEO of Louisville Tourism, tells a very similar story to yours, Don, that, I mean, he was on a path to be, you know, possibly an Olympic uh, track star, blew out his knee, and then discovered tourism. And not that, you know, being an Olympic track star wouldn't be cool enough in its own right, just look at what you, Cleo, and others have done to enhance their community, enhance quality of life. You probably leave a much bigger footprint and, and an impact, but you got there through your, to your time in team sports. And so it's, it's uh, pretty cool. So thank you both for your, uh, for your time and for uh, yeah. uh, all you're doing for our industry. I think that, that together you're painting a really interesting picture for other destination marketing and management organizations to consider, because I think we really do need to have a much more pronounced impact on the future development of our destinations than maybe we did when we kind of started down this path of destination marketing for many of us in the 80s and 90s. And I think today we realize our mandate is much bigger. So thank you all for that. Thank you for having us, Bill.
Yeah, Bill, thank you so much. Appreciate the good work you're doing. Yeah, thank you. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers, this is where the best and the brightest come to share their stories. It's DMOU.com. Thanks again to our sponsor, our friends at Destination Analyst, a team of travel industry experts widely known for their pioneering customized travel and tourism research that is second to none for reliability, affordability, and transparency. You can download the latest edition of their research into the mind of the American traveler at Destination Analyst's dmopros.com is where you're going to find links to our services for the DMO sector, links to the Z News, our book Destination Leadership, our position papers on community development and board diversity, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet, as well as past episodes of DMOU. It's dmopros with a z.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.